Life Audio. Thank you for joining us for Sound Reasoning with Christian apologist and minister Perseus Poku of Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's program will educate, train, and empower you to defend your Christian faith with confidence. Perseus has his bachelor's in history and a master's degree in apologetics. We hope you enjoy this time of equipping so that you can answer questions to defend your Christian faith effectively. Now here's Perseus Poku on Sound Reasoning. Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Perseus Poku. On today's episode, we wanted to continue our discussion on the topic, the word and our witness. The word and our witness. And after a word from our sponsors, we'll get started on the topic today. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. It's clear when we look in the Bible uh, that when men um, run into God or when mankind have an experience with God, something happens. Something happens uh, to the individual who encounters God. And throughout the Bible, from uh, the Old Testament, when Moses communed with God or when, when Moses encountered God face to face, his countenance was different. Something was different about him because he's been with God. In the same way, in the New Testament, um, we see accounts where the disciples, the apostles, were affected mightily because of the experience with Jesus Christ. Even when they started preaching and teaching, there were those that were marveled at them in terms of their ability to communicate, their ability to influence others. And it surprised them because these individuals, these apostles, had um, never been to seminary. They, uh, they d- didn't have the highest degrees in the, t- in the Jewish temples. Uh, they didn't have the uh, papers that one would think they would have to be able to articulate the way they were doing. So how is it that they were able to be so effective without uh, being, being great rabbis, without having years and years of uh, theological training. How, how is it that these individuals, these fishermen and these tax collectors and uh, these simple-minded um, humans were able to speak in such a profound way? How is it they were able to do these things? And I would argue that because of their dealings with Jesus, 
because of them knowing Christ intimately, God was, was able to empower them by the aid of the Holy Spirit to do things that he needed them to do. God used them as conduits. God used them as vessels, ordinary men and women. God used them as vessels to uh, communicate to human beings, to uh, use them as influential entities that he may draw others closer to him. So God is not looking for your ability. God already is giving you abilities. He's not asking you about your ability. God already knows what you can do well and what you need to work on. God already knows if you don't speak that well. God already knows if you're not as eloquent. God already knows if you're not a certain color. God already knows if you're not a certain gender. God already knows if you're not as educated. He already knows about your shortcomings, and he's not Uh, looking to talk to you about your shortcomings. God is looking for your availability. Not necessarily your ability. God is looking for your availability. When Moses started making excuses, God's response was, use what you got. I've given you your brother Aaron. If you need to say something and you don't think you're going to say it that well, Aaron is there as an instrument for you to do your job in the same way God has given us what we need to do our job. And that job is the ministry of reconciliation. You may not want to embrace it because you've make, you've been making excuses all this time. But when God saved you, he filled you with the Holy ghost with a ministry in mind. And that ministry is that of reconciliation. God is interested in everybody having an opportunity to accept his son, Jesus Christ. And he's using us, the believers, the people of the way, the Christians. You call yourself a Christian. Well, that means that you are a follower of Jesus Christ and that you are open to the Holy Spirit using you, just like he used the apostles. The Holy Spirit wants to empower you to do great and mighty work. And that work is uh, fundamentally uh, rooted in the sole objective of reconciling lost men and women to Jesus Christ. So in our last episode, uh, we talked about, or our previous episodes rather, we talked about how the word of God impacts us. And because it's impacted us, we can't help but to regurgitate and tell other people about Jesus Christ. Because Jesus is so good. And I think sometimes in Christian apologetics, um, many apologists lose sight of the ultimate goal and get wrapped up in um, defense and get caught up in intellectual gymnastics, as I call it. And we forget that we're dealing with souls. We, we, we lose the compassion. We deviate from the love and the, and the sole objective of what this whole thing is about. I can recall my own personal experiences with Jesus and how he not only saved me, but uh, he groomed me and and he's been sanctifying me all these years later. uh, God is pruning the bad things out of me and and encouraging me, encouraging me to keep doing the holy things. And so my own personal experience with Jesus keeps me motivated, knowing that if we allow Christ to be head of our lives, if we allow him to manicure the, uh, the things in our lives, 
we will be further along than we are right now. And I just know God has helped me with uh, forgiveness. He's, he's helped me with um, not responding like I used to. Uh, he's helped me with anger. He's helped me um, in, with with my faithlessness. God has helped me um, with so many things. Uh, I, I can give you a laundry list of things that God has helped me with. And not only that, he's given me purpose. He's given me joy that uh, that's everlasting. God has given me these things. And because I I love him, number one, because of what he's done, I must respond. I must respond. So he, we talked about redemption in previous episodes um, on Sound Reasoning and how God has purchased me and you from the marketplace of sin. God uh, ha- has bought us with his blood. And because Jesus shed his blood for me, I must respond. I am now his to use. I am open for him to use me. And if you're open for God to use you, then he can do what he needs to do through you in order for you to witness some mighty things around you because you are available to be used. So when we talk about the word and our witness, we're talking about this concept of witnessing because of your own personal experiences with Jesus. We're talking about the concept of sharing the good news because you already know Christ, because you know how good he is and how he can be beneficial to your neighbor, how he can be beneficial to your family member, how he can be beneficial to your boss, how he can be beneficial to your employees, how he can be beneficial to the person at the checkout market, how he can be beneficial to the lady or man at the postage office, how he can be beneficial to those that are serving you when you go on your trips, how he can be beneficial to um, relationships. So God has done so much for us that we must have the can't help us. I know that's not a theological term, but the can't help us has biblical principle, meaning that the apostles couldn't help but to talk about how good Jesus was to other people because he is good. Then there's an urgency to our message, an urgency to our message. We can't just waste time knowing that other people, number one, are going to hell, And number two, other people don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. That should concern us. And when we look at the profile of the early Christians, this was a vital part of their uh, their ambition, a, a vital part of their being, knowing that other people did not know Jesus Christ and they wanted them to know Jesus just like they did. Let us take a break to recognize our sponsors and we'll be right back. They wanted to preach Christ and preach it in an uncompromising way, but coming from love. So the early apostles uh, were motivated to share the good news with an urgency. We can't keep wasting time because the hour is short. This means Jesus is coming back any day. Jesus can, can come back right now as you're listening to this episode. So we must act that way. We must prepare ourselves knowing that Jesus is coming back. We don't have all day. We don't have all of our lives to do what we want to do. God wants to be instrumental in your life, and he wants to use you 
as an advocate for the gospel, which must be preached. So we talked about the nature of God's word, how it's a reflection of God himself. Because God is eternal, his word is eternal, meaning the Bible is eternal. Because God is pure, meaning that his words are pure. Because God is right, meaning righteous, his words are righteous, meaning that God, uh, uh, through the Bible, has given us the means for creation. You don't have to go look for yourself. You don't have to go find yourself. God has already identified who he wants you to be in him. And then we talked about how God's word can be rebelled against. And this is dealing with the free will of humanity. God created us with free will, and God loves us so much that he allows us to exercise our free will even if we don't exercise it correctly. So thank you, Lord, for allowing us to have free will because when we do choose to love him, when we do accept this ministry of reconciliation, it's because we really want to, not because he's forcing us. It's because he, we really want to. We love him for all that he's done. We love him for all that he's doing. We love him for well, all that he's promised to do. So God's words can be rebelled against. We're not robots. And then God's word is true. As we said before, God is truth. Remember Jesus said in John 14 and 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man gets to the Father but by me. And Jesus is revealing himself ontologically, meaning that he is essentially truth. He's the standard of truth. So God's words are true. Uh, the Bible is true. And we realize this is not the episode for us to get into the trustworthiness of the New Testament. But um, you can look at previous shows on that topic and you can be edified through it. And God's word fulfills us. And God's word, uh, they, they reveal his desire, his, his wishes for us. God's words are spiritual. And as I said before, his words are uh, righteous. So that is a snapshot of God's uh, word as it refers to his nature. Then there's the effect of God's word. Once we come in contact with God's word, we change. And if we're not changing, then we have to look at ourselves as, as it relates to what are we doing to grieve the spirit? What are we doing uh, or not doing to please God? And the only way we are going to know God's statutes or what God desires for us is for us to read the Bible. And once we read the Bible, there is an effect that takes place. We are affected, AF. F-E-C-T. We are affected. So when we are affected by the word of God, it compels us to do something. How do you respond when the scripture is speaking to your heart? Are you open to it or are you only reading the part that you like and ignoring the part that you don't like? And then at home, when we hear the sermons being preached to us, when we go to Bible study, are we putting those principles, those instructions, those commandments into action? Are we doing something with it? Do you have a devotional life? Do you have a prayer life? Do you have a ministry that you are into or that God has gifted you with to uh, participate in? What is your ministry? When I first started in ministry, uh, I was a young Christian and God gave me this ministry and 30 plus years later, I'm still doing evangelism and Christian apologetics. Uh, we all have, as I said before, 
the obligation. We all have the duty to witness for Jesus Christ. Uh, and, and we all have to find our part in this evangelism as well as discipleship, which is the training of the, uh, of the saints. Uh, those of us that are students of Jesus, um, we are interested in discipleship as well as evangelism. Uh, no church can function appropriately if they ignore evangelism and discipleship. Evangelism and discipleship are the two pillars of, uh, of all Christian institutions, and we must highlight evangelism and discipleship. Evangelism, sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. Discipleship, building up the body of Jesus Christ. And so those two pillars are fundamental. So the effects of God's word, his word or words are able to heal. Let me say that again. His words are able to heal. And in today's culture, uh, healing is needed in so many places, in so many environments, so many locations. People need healing, not just physical healing. Uh, physical healing is a byproduct of knowing God, and he's able to do that. But God doesn't heal all people physically. That's, that's not something he promised. But he did promise that if you would accept Jesus Christ, you too can experience spiritual healing, which is for all individuals who desire to accept Jesus Christ. You can be healed spiritually. And when you're healed spiritually, you're able to forgive when you heal spiritually. When you heal spiritually, you're able to step beyond um, yourself. You, you're able to gain boldness in areas that you didn't have before. When you are healed spiritually, you're able to know the will of God versus your will. When you're healed spiritually, you're able to go the extra mile because you're not willing to quit like you used to. You're, you're able to persist. And as the result of you persisting, you're able to persevere. You're able to go beyond and last longer than you used to. Um, there were some times where uh, I found myself being lazy. And because um, I wasn't allowing the Holy Spirit to empower me, and because I was operating out of faithlessness, I didn't accomplish the things that I want to accomplish. When I was in college, in my early years, before I, I, uh, I accepted Christ, I did what I wanted to do. And I... Uh, um, and, and, and I did things that I wasn't supposed to. So as a result, uh, I didn't do that well in my grades. But once I found Jesus and once I really started being serious about my relationship, everything changed. My grades went up. Um, I, I, I started taking notes in class. I started reading outside of class. And because I put in the work through faith, and whenever I, I encountered an obstacle, I would talk to the Lord and say, Lord, I need you. I know that you have me here to learn. I know that you uh, uh, have me here to gain information so my, uh, uh, I'll be a better person as well as uh, I'll be able to do more for the kingdom. And God would always meet me where I was and God would help me and bring things to my uh, remembrance. And God helped me through my college years to finally graduate and then move on to my master's and even get my master's. And so God has been with me and, he, and he'll be with you. If we learn to depend on him, if we learn to trust him, if we allow him a place in our hearts, which is number one. He wants the primary place in your heart, not secondary, 
God wants the primary place. So his word heals. Whatever uh, circumstances you may be dealing with, God's word is like a balm. It heals. Some of you all listening to me right now have been through rejection. Some of you all have been through abuse. Some of you all have been through um, pride and hubris, meaning that God had to humble you. So some of you all have been through uh, loss, great losses, people that you lean and depend on are no longer here. And, 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 and you have to mourn and, and, and you have to deal with those uh, circumstances. Some of you all have been dealing with family dynamic issues, uh, children issues and uh, mother issues and, and daddy issues. And God, through Jesus Christ, has a way of healing, covering that wound and allowing us to move on where we're not allowing those circumstances to cripple us. God is there to offer a response to help you. He's there to give you the healthy food that you need, the, 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 the healthy balm that you need to keep you going, to encourage you and to excite you and to invigorate you and to uh, allow you to not have to deal with a series of depressive episodes, but you're able to move on. God is able to do that. So God's word serves as a bone. It heals. And as a result, we ought to testify. When we experience God's healing uh, abilities, we need to testify. Look at Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. Surely he has borne our griefs. And carried our sorrows, yet we esteem him stricken, spit, uh, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes, look at this, we are healed. Isaiah 53, verses 4 through 5. So God's word, in this case, his prophetic words, uh, brings us back to his healing capabilities. Then his words can keep you pure. Psalms 119 and 9, God's words can keep you pure. Doesn't mean that you're perfect, but it keeps you in the frame of righteousness where you're thirsting for righteousness righteousness, and you, you are applying the principles that you need in a righteous way. We are made pure through the blood of Christ. Pureness is not an inequality, meaning that uh, we're not born with pureness. We actually, conversely, we're uh, born in sin. We're born in sin. Even as a baby, we're born in sin. Um, for uh, for uh, wherefore one man's sin entered into the world, and death by uh, uh, death. So death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So Psalms fifty-one and seven is a reminder that God can cleanse us with hyssop. And that's what the psalmist was saying. Cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. So God's word is a cleanser. It cleans us. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. First John 1 and 7. So God's word uh, cleanses us. It it revives us. It strengthens us. It gives us understanding. It delivers us. It gives us hope. It melts us. 
meaning that God's word uh, shapes us where God can work on us. Uh, we're not so prideful. We're not so stiff-necked, as the Old Testament puts it. But God's word has a way of helping us live in this culture, helping us transcend beyond the bondages or the fetters of what's going on in a society. If you want to live life and live it more abundantly, we have to learn how to follow the prescription that Jesus has given us through his word. So this concludes our episode on the word and our witness. We pray that this has been edifying to you. And please don't forget, don't ever forget, God has saved you for a reason. He wants to use you to become spiritually attractive so others may say, how may I know this God that, that this person worships? How may I, may, may I get the same relationship that this individual uh, seem to have with God? Remember, we thank you all for your prayers. We definitely uh, continue to ask for your support financially. Uh, you can go on our website, srministries.org, or you can uh, use P.O. Box 582306, L. Grove, California, 95757, and support us uh, and continue our ministry of training Christians to defend the faith. Remember to do for the truth what so many do for a lot. Thanks for listening to Sound Reasoning with apologist and minister Perseus Poku from Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time. And remember, Titus 1.9 says, Hold firm to the trustworthy messages has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org. And as always, we would like to thank our friends at Life Audio for their partnership with us on this broadcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows. God's Word will change our life, but sometimes it's hard to know where to start. Well, that's where I come in. I'm Jody Nisnik, host of So Much More, Creating Space for God, a scripture meditation podcast. And each week, I guide you through a scripture, giving you space to listen to the Spirit and pray about what's on your heart. Then we have a thoughtful conversation with guests to help us go deeper. Listen and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.